back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back to Sabres Live here as the Sabres are on their bye week and all-star break. Uh, Duffer will be back tomorrow in his uh, normal chair. He's taking an extra day of vacation because we didn't have a show Monday and Tuesday. Uh, but uh, we are very happy to be joined now by a uh, former Buffalo Sabres player, but currently the president and director of hockey operations with the Junior Sabres, the Buffalo Junior Sabres at Lecom Harbor Center. It is Pat Coletta. It is not Pat Coletta Day on this day, Patty, but we're still love to have you on, and thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. I think we got, what, 22, 23 more days before Pat Coletta Day. Yeah. So enjoying here, working at Harbor Center. We're... uh uh, my boys are listening in the next room. We're still waiting for Sightsee to show up. So, <laughs> you know, if you're listening, Sightsee, get your butt down here. We got work to do. He's probably um, driving and listening as he's coming in and said, oh, I better floor it now. I better get there. <laughs> I'm not helping you with that speeding ticket either. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, last week you guys came up with a huge announcement, and that's the number one topic I want to approach with you is that the Buffalo Junior Sabres will have a girls program starting in the fall of 2024. Um, tell us about the program, how that came about, and, and how excited are you that uh, – you are going to have not only the boys program that runs from, you know, young to 20U, but now you're going to have a girls program as well at Lecom Arbor Center. Yeah, for sure. And in, in, in my life, you know, uh, being recently married to, to Madeline, formerly known as Elia, now Madeline Coletta, um, you know, girls hockey has, has been part of my life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, more so uh, in the past, um, you know, the past four or five years and, and being at a point where, you know, you learn a lot about girls hockey and, and, you know, you're seeing girls that have to move away at, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. You know, I thought, you know, it was a great time and a great opportunity to, to, to poke around and see if we could do a program, um, with the Buffalo junior Sabres and, and with some help, uh, um, you know, with the staff we have here, you know, Dustin Brown moving back to Buffalo, um, and having Nicole Brown, uh, having experience running a girls program and a program, I thought it was a no brainer to, to get it off the ground with 14 U and 12 U. So tell us a little bit more about Nicole Brown. She is going to be, you know, in charge of the girls program, but, um, you mentioned it's 12 U and 14 U. So, um, what kind of, of, um, start, startup do you guys want to have? Like, is this like, we want to be the premier girls program? Is it going to take time? Like, I know there's steps to go through, but with her experience, where do you hope that program to be here starting even next year in October and November? Yeah. With, with, uh, with her for sure, having the experience, um, of running a program, she, she worked out in LA with the junior Kings, um, et cetera, and, and having experience, uh, you know, playing hockey, um, She's invaluable for us. Uh, she's she's passionate about it. She's dedicated. She's she's on top of it, and working together, um, you know, with her and and having just been through it with 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 a husband that played, you know, mm-hmm. sixty years in the NHL, like and being a captain, uh, he, and winning a Stanley Cup, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, having a statue or whatnot, right? There's a lot there. Yeah, yeah. So you know partnering up with her and working with her over the past little while here. Um, you know, the girls, the girls program, 
uh, is in really good hands. Um, on top of that, I mentioned Maddie played hockey, pro hockey before, mm-hmm. went to went to Boston University, etc. Um, getting to know all of her friends and the Western New York girls that played here, played for the Buttes, maybe are still playing. Um, we're all super excited about starting it and, you know, basically said it's about time. Um, for our program, uh, I think first and foremost, it's getting good people in the door and, and starting the program. I think, you know, with any with anything, you um, there's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be, you know, obstacles. But, you know, we're dedicated, uh, you know, with, with the people we have here of, you know, whether it's next year, whether it's two years, whether it's three years, um, building that program where girls do not have to move away and can accomplish their dreams just like the boys do here now. Um, and whether that's playing college hockey, Division One, Division Three, uh, you know, maybe eventually a couple draft picks in the pro league. You yep. know, I think the opportunities are are endless here, and and with dedicated and passionate people, you know, it's it's my job, you know, with my background of being from here, um, to provide that opportunity to the girls. Yeah, and with the PWHL having a strong start to their inaugural season, friend of the show, Haley Skimura, plays in Ottawa, and, uh, you know, she's uh, always been very important to uh, to this region because she wants to build, a, you know, the girls' hockey and wants to show that it's it's not just a, a pipe dream. You can definitely dream big and make it um, to the Olympics and, and play professional hockey. So that is great. Um, but there's also the boys program that is keeping, uh, you know, going a lot of success through the, all the teams, but a team that has returned this year now since COVID is the 20U, the Ontario Junior Hockey League team that competes, um, you know, with all these teams in, in Southern Ontario. So how's the OJ team going? And I look in the, uh, you know, they're fourth in the Western Conference. They, they have a great record. Local players on the team. So, uh, how's that uh, team that Wally is coaching uh, and and you know doing everything for going right now? Yeah. So Wally's uh, Wally has done a fantastic job. Um, you know, putting together a team that you know from scratch, basically. You know, we mm-hmm. couldn't have a team um, through the COVID years with crossing the border and testing and all that. Uh, you know, fun stuff. Um, but getting the team back this year, it, it took a lot of work constructing it. Right. And, you know, the team that he's assembled along with uh, his staff, with with uh, Benedict and, and Seitz and, and Cody McCormick, um, you know, they've done a great job. And I mean, uh, even right now, probably surpassed expe- expectations. Um, so they're fourth in the conference now. Um, you know, I think uh, 10 to 15 games left. Um, and then, you know, the, 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 the boys get their first opportunity at a, at a playoff series here in, in junior hockey. So a lot of exciting things to do with that team. I think, you know, it, we're happy with where we're at now and, and what we've done, but just like any hockey team that we've been a part of, you still, you know, want to go into the playoffs and make some noise. And, and I think uh, our OJ team is, is poised to do that. Yeah. Unfortunate that the COVID year happened when it happened, because I feel like the OJ team here, the Buffalo Junior Sabres was really starting to get some momentum, right? You had a lot of local players playing on that team and then they transitioned on to maybe it's the USHL, maybe it's college. Like there were so many players that have come through the Junior Sabres program and then it just stopped. And it was unfortunate, but I'm really, really happy that that option is there for our local, you know, Southern Ontario, Western New York players 
to be able to continue their development through juniors and then hopefully make it to college and who knows, maybe get an, edu- an education out of it. That's the, the goal for a lot of them. Um, Patrick Caleta is with us right now on Sabres Live. Um, the Athletic came out with a, a fun poll that they do every year. I don't know <laughs> if we had those polls when we played, but they go through and ask who's the best player, who's the most overrated player, who's the most underrated player. I don't need to ask you these questions, but one question that really stood out to me that I was like, I need to ask Pat Coletta this question is who's the player in the league whose face you most want to punch? That's basically how they ask the players. Who's the player in the league whose face you most want to punch? Um, when you were playing, who was that player that you couldn't, for me, it was Matt Cook. I can tell you right now, Matt Cook. I wanted to throw a blocker in his face every time I saw him. But who was the player you most wanted to punch? I, I think there's. I think I could go through each team and probably pick a guy. Um, <laughs> but even the guy that's playing now, you know, he's essentially the rat. And the problem is, he's, he can also put up points and is good. Would be Brad Marchand. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't. I think he would be one of them. And then it'd be someone like, you know. Uh, no surprise, but my next one, you know, I mentioned to you that it might be Sidney Crosby, <laughs> which might also be like, uh, you know, help me out in another poll being the most hated player. But, um, you Punching know, Sidney Crosby, though, could be a cardinal sin. He didn't make the list this year. Everybody loves him now. It's older, wiser. He's Sid. He's a nice yeah. guy. Brad Marchand was the second player listed on that list at only 14.9%. The number one player at almost 29% was Nick Cousins. And I think Nick Cousins is starting to be that rat now this year with what he did to Gabranson in um, Columbus and what he did to Valimaki. And then he got jumped by Zucker and then he laid down on the ice. I think that Nick Cousins is starting to be that guy that maybe like a little bit of Patrick Coletta in him in the way that he plays the game. Like you would probably would have been on that list back in those days. A hundred, a thousand percent, I would have been on that list. And I think it's, it's, you know, I don't like to give myself credit, but it's kind of an art form, right? Like, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's, it's something that is not, uh, in the game a whole lot. Right. But I think more and more the, the people that do it are more and more valuable than even, you know, when, when, when I was playing, right. Or you were playing. Right. Um, so it's something that, you know, if you do it right, it could be a positive for your team. But, you know, um, it's definitely as an opposing player, an opposing team. Like if we're playing against, you know, Marchand or, you know, Cousins or whoever it may be, you you have that in the back of your head that if you get a chance to, to maybe take a run at a guy, um, you know, maybe an extra stride or two, you know, it might happen. Um, quickly, we have about uh, 30, 40 seconds before we have to take a break here. Your favorite road city. Which city did you like to go most around the National Hockey League? The coolest for me was MSG. Um, oh, and obviously, yeah. I scored a couple times and I had my only, maybe my only overtime shift, but I scored an overtime goal there as well. So MSG for me is is pretty cool. And just the history of everything that's happened there and, and being from Buffalo and you're playing at Madison Square Garden was something really special for me. 
No surprise, MSG comes in at number two. Las Vegas now is number one with the players in the Nash Hockey League. Montreal is number three. Nashville, number four. You can send me to any one of those four, <laughs> and I think I will have fun. So I no. have no problem with any of that. Vancouver is five. Florida is is six. I find that Florida, unless you're staying by the beach, if you're staying out that's in all, Sunrise, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah, you stay at the you stay at the hotel right there, elbow room on the corner. Like if you need to have a beer or two to enjoy the uh, the weather in in uh, you know December January cold. So it's uh, I could see it. Saberhood and Bills Mafia love the elbow room on, in Fort Lauderdale. They take it over every time. Pat Coletta, I uh, appreciate your time this mor- this afternoon. I always say this morning, this afternoon. Good luck with the Buffalo Junior Sabres girls program. Good luck with the boys this year. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again before the uh, the season's over. You're a regular guest. We love. Maybe we'll talk to you on Pat Coletta Day. Maybe we'll yeah, uh, good, call you and wake you up that day. <laughs> sounds good, Marty. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Matt Coletto. We'll be right back. One last segment here on Sabres Live on WGR 550 and MSG.